And we're back making the cut with Corbin Trev, episode 22. Deuces! Dude, I love the number two. That's my favorite 22 number. is my favorite number. Nice. So we have something in common, brother. Dude, yeah, and 22 is the best because there's two twos. That's right. There's <laughs> two twos. Yeah. Yeah. And 222, I believe, is a gun, right? Isn't there a 222? Probably. Yeah. Episode 22, Blood, Sweat, and Cheers. Corbin and I have already cracked a couple of IPAs here. Yes, we have. Courtesy of Ninkasi Brewing. Prismatic IPA. Very it's delicious. A juicy, juicy IPA. Great summer beer. This is the type of beer that when you pour into a glass and you set on the table next to you while you're watching a show with your lady, she can smell it. Oh, yeah. And she likes it. She likes it. She says, hey, that smells fruity. Can I have, a, so. can I have a sip? Yeah. And then she probably doesn't like it after that, but then right. maybe she does. It's too bitter. Yeah, they it's don't. It's too bitter. Yeah, it, they don't like their coffee black, and they don't like their IPAs fruity and juicy. So I don't Tough know. To please, I don't know what to Tough do to for please. them. Still, we still can't get through the intro, but I love it. <laughs> anyways, what's what's, uh, what's up, man? What's new with you in your life? I followed your lead, and I got a skateboard. Oh yeah. So we got to go do that. We were talking about our area that we live in. We got a wonderful river, the Spokane River we live next to. And me, Joseph, and my children have been scooting along the river, and I want to get a gang of yeah, us all man. scooting. Yeah, there's there's some sick double stair sets around here too, <laughs> man. I mean, if you're trying to get back to the 360 flip days to like half cab out. Um, yeah, if I'm trying to paralyze myself from the waist <laughs> down. Jumping off things. No, but seriously, yeah, that's that's tight. I uh, I'm excited to hear that. We'll have to kick uh, kick the uh, kick the old boards around. Kick the old boards around and go go cause havoc. Yeah, like yeah. I was 14 again. Yeah, and then we just yeah. spray paint stuff. Yeah, exactly. Jumping off things. Yeah, crazy ass. Running shit. away. Um, what's up with you, buddy? What's new? Oh gosh, man! Just busy with work and life. Saw when you walked in, we got our railing yeah. finally done. Wonderful which is, installation. Yeah, like it came out. We we're very pleased with how it turned out. So yeah, I cannot um, wait to drink on it. And, I know, I know. And lean it's, forward on it. I know. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. A nice little bar to hang out at when we're watching a game or the fights or whatever. And it gets um, a little rowdy here, you yeah. know, at the at the old sharp household. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. sometimes. It's been a while since we had a uh, a yeah. true a true banger here, but you know when been. you get to be our age and you got the neighbors that you have, it's just sort of like gotta respect the shit. You know? Yeah, you respect they... the spe- spec the hood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It. Yeah. So, you know what else, man? What? It's wedding season. Oh shit! Yeah, I got four weddings to attend between now and October. Damn, bro. I know. Damn. I thought I was done. <laughs> I really thought I was, I was like, there's only like this guy and this this person and this person left. Like, and then I was like, oh, shit. no, there's no, a lot more new, than that. New generations. Yeah. Of well, and you know, last year, a lot of weddings got canceled because of COVID. Dude, totally. So there's a couple of those that have got, you know, moved to this year and it's all fun. Yeah. Right. But it's just like, oh, man, busy, you know, and I would three of them. Three of them? How many of them? Yeah, three of them are in the next, like... Right away. Five weeks? Ooh. Yeah, so the... You ain't doing nothing else. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like, there's three weekends that are going to be wrapped up with, like, a a wedding in the evening. Yeah. 
You know what other season it is? Is it's graduation season. Oh, and yeah. I just went to a graduation party last night. Yeah. You get in the waves of cards, of gifts and yeah. stuff. And Father's of... Day is coming up. Dads oh, and grads. Right. Dude, I forget it's Father's Day every year. Yeah. But dad... I'm sure your family has something in, in yeah, store for you. I don't know what you. we're going to do. Maybe we, need, we might go on a hike or something. I don't know. There you go. But Sounds um, fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been, we've been enjoying our family time. Still kind of like easing our way back into... The old, the old lifestyle. There you, you go. Know? I mean, I am. My family isn't. So yeah. they've been doing their thing. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> nothing joking. wrong with that, man. No, nah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just living life, trying to play golf and fly fish when time permits. Fuck, Bought a yeah. cornhole set. Yeah, Seattle Kraken theme. Trying to beautiful. really get in the full force of being a true crackhead. Dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, oh, I do know. <laughs> and uh yeah keeping up with the sports world as much as i can right now it's crazy man there's it's so much crazy. so much playoff slash tournament stuff going on oh, we haven't yeah. even got to the olympics yet no no i mean you've got which won't right. even be covered in this episode it'd probably be next yeah 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 but it's it's wild man there's a lot yeah. of a lot of great sports stuff going on are you going to talk about Spoiler alert. Are you going to talk about the European Cup this episode? Or yeah, maybe yeah, we'll talk Euro Cup. In fact, we'll just kind of, we'll just, I'll just let you know how we're going to start off. We're going to start off this, this episode. We'll, I'll, we're going to dig into, you know, what we believe is really our bread and butter and what mm. Corbin and I talk probably the most, the most about. about and probably, um, I think we talk about it well. I would say we would talk about it well. I talk about it well because let's be honest, <laughs> you're the freaking sports whiz. <laughs> And this is the subject that I can, you know, hang, and that's okay. Uh, you can we ha- knew you, that you, you starting can, you this can, show. You can hang in a, in a number of different categories, but yeah, we'll kick it off with Appreciate some MMA. It, we'll transition into the NBA because the NBA playoffs are in full force right now. Um, from there, we will get into a little bit of NHL stuff. Uh, spoiler alert: there will be some cracking items that we cover for Ooh. everyone that's getting excited about Seattle hockey. And then from there, we will get into our soccer segment, primarily Euro Cup and Copa America, only to finish off with our, um, one of our newer segments called Walk-Offs, where we kind of give a shout-out for uh, awesome accomplishments. Oh, so, and I got one. It'll be very obvious, but we'll probably talk about it earlier. No, that's good. We we already have we already have that you got, okay. we already have that but we uh, that is a very fair walk off fair walk off uh, item we should leave it there and and obviously add that honorable mention yeah yeah Love absolutely it. man Love it cool man well let's dive into it huh absolutely we um, talk about you want... yeah let's recap two sixty three man UFC two sixty three coming off uh, a big card we saw. Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards fight was on that card. Uh, Brandon Moreno against Davison Figueredo. And then the main event, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. Yep. I was actually out of town for this fight uh, card, which was a little unfortunate. I had a great time where I was. Little bachelor party shenanigans. Yep. Good time up at the river. Needless to say, I've only really seen the highlights, so you're probably going to have to take over on no, this oh, MMA segment, man, a little bit. And- guy behind the computer to the main host. Here we go. All right. Um, I don't know if anybody really saw anything other than Israel beating Vittori in okay. that main event. Okay. I'll just go top down. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, I was a little surprised that it, Israel had it, let it go to a decision like that. Yeah, I was surprised too. I mean, I guess <clears throat> knowing that they had gone to a split before, which was like obviously a three-round fight years ago, when I saw that it was a fifth-round decision, I kind of thought, well, maybe it turned into like a slugfest. Maybe like maybe Marvin really gave him problems for a while or just understood the spacing and eventually Adesanya maybe just kind of picked him apart in the later rounds. But and when I then I looked at the strike count difference and like significant strikes and I was like, yeah, it just kind of looks like he just outfought him straight yeah. up. It, it it was a it was a great performance from Adesanya. I don't want to act like it wasn't good on him, but mm-hmm. when you watch him put away killers like Costa, you watch him dance and there were fireworks in the um in the Anderson Silva fight. You know, Adesanya doesn't go to decisions, and I think that's why it was kind of a bummer. Especially, you know, you see Marvin Vittori, the way he's fighting, a lot of people don't like his style. I don't like his style necessarily. He, he wasn't listening to his corners, you know, which is tough to do when you're in the, in the mix of things. Like, no one else is out there fighting. It's hard to control your discipline and everything. But also, you got to listen to your corners. And right. you're, you're in the fight of your life, this championship fight. Like, it, it's just tough for a championship fight if it doesn't turn into, like, a fight of the night if it goes to a decision. because Dana's job to fill these cards up and make them attractive. He's already got a co-main that was an amazing right, title. Right, fight, right, right. You know, and so it's just tough. It's tough. You get a little spoiled sometimes. And and in that co-main, I mean, to jump to it, Brandon Moreno, like it was round three apparently. For some reason, I thought it was round two, but exciting, exciting fight. But Davison, I was watching the embed embedded all week, and he just didn't look excited the first fight against him like he looked hit and he was like right. ready to go this one he was just like going through the motions it looked like a little yeah. bit not talking a lot what who knows what it is you know he he, he wants to go up to bantamweight now so maybe it's just a, a size yeah thing. he i mean he you look at his size dude for 25 and he is absolutely shredded jacked dude like he's probably 142 by the time it's fight time you know, dude, I bet I bet he puts on a close to close to 20 pounds overnight or within the 36 hours from weigh ins, whatever it is. He, yeah, he's a he's a specimen for that size. And he, he probably I mean, that 35 division would be a having him there would be a great addition to that just from a like a, a depth. Perspective. Yeah. All that being said, Brandon Moreno has worked so hard and earns and just he just earned it dude like i I, after that brawl with figueredo the last time i mean the kid's chin is tough he's a great boxer he's very talented on the ground i mean he just submitted a i'm I'm pretty sure figueredo is a brilliant jiu-jitsu black belt oh yeah and he submitted him yeah um and i don't I, i think moreno might be a black belt too but i'm not positive on that I'm not sure. we might have to fact check that one and and uh and circle back on it yeah he's a black belt. Oh, he's a black belt okay yeah so i mean again he just the kid is he's all heart first mexican born ufc champion in history like that's huge not only for combat sports but for mexico too mexico has had so many great champions from a from a boxing standpoint so to to 
throw Brandon Moreno into the mix, and he got such a warm reception too when he went back home. That was super oh, cool yeah. to see. And he's he's a likable guy. Like Davison, you know, obviously the language barrier is tough for him right. to connect with his fans. Right. right. But Brandon, despite all that, and you see it with Yair Rodriguez too. I remember yeah. when Yair beating BJ Penn up on his first main event, and you know he's just apologizing to the crowd. I'm sorry, guys. My English isn't that good. I'm working on it. Right. It's just like. All good. Yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. can understand you. Yeah. Whereas Brazilians, it's tough to understand them if they don't. Can't right. There's often interpreters mm-hmm. next to them mm-hmm. and they, they try to say as much as they can in English, but it's tough. And it's tough. And so yeah. Brandon's connecting on that level. He's a likable dude. I mean, he's got a room full of Funko Pops and Lego collections. <laughs> like he's a nerd <laughs> and it's hilarious on the embedded. Like the difference between him and Figueredo on the embedded is Brandon, Brandon shows up to the hotel and He's walking in with like his goofy like outfit, which I'm sure is super stylish. And he's got like a fanny pack and he's just like, <laughs> and you know the way he walks, like he's this skinny little dude, but yeah. he kind of walks around like he's got a pot belly or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Like walks back. He goes, oh, there's my Brazilian friends. And they're like getting in the <laughs> elevator going away. And like the scenes before that, Davison's like, if I see Brandon Moreno, I will fight him in the lobby. <laughs> just, and here comes Brandon Moreno, all happy go lucky. You can't not like him. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm curious to see what happens with that. Like, do we see a, like a return of like Henry Cejudo? You know, to like. But I, I think it, if if Dude. Figueredo goes up, I could see Moreno hanging on to that belt for a while. Like he, oh, yeah. he, he's got. I think he's still even after winning the championship. You know, which is the ultimate goal. I think he probably still has a little bit of his chip on his shoulder, right? He yeah, he's to, got some. He's, he's got he's got some fights ahead of him that I think are going to be wars, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see like how long he can. I'm I'm I've become a quick fan, especially yeah. after that last brawl with uh, that ended up in a draw with Figueroa. I was like, yeah. that, that kid's going to be good for a while, I think. Which is tough for Figueroa because if you rewatch that fight, I forgot this, but he got docked a point for kicking Moreno in the nuts late in the fight yeah and so yeah that but, cost him the fight that yeah. cost him the fight yeah. and now he doesn't have the belt you know it's a tough tough shake for davison and he's he was a great champ he's super fun but hell what if we get to see him and peter yon throw down i know right like dude yeah sign me up yeah anybody in that really do oh the band ways yeah it, i we probably say this often if you went back on the podcast, all our wonderful fans who've listened to every episode, you probably have heard us say every division is the best division at one point <laughs> or another. But right now, Bantamweight's just out of control. Yeah. Um. All right. Third fight was Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards. This fight was what I expected until the very end, which is probably what everybody has seen. And that's Nate, you know, unassumingly throws out a combo when he leads with a freaking slap of all things so he slapped him with the right and just <laughs> gave him the long left and it wobbled dude. yeah I heard, you, I, I heard man I and heard it, it was, was just like and i had picked everybody else had picked diaz and i had only i think i was the only one who picked leon so i had watched for five rounds this unnecessary five round fight <laughs> where leon literally demolished him for five round five or four and a half rounds in the last the last bit of this fifth round nate almost KOs this dude yeah dude he's he's just that he's 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 got the it factor yeah nate diaz and his brother they both have the it factor it's the will to survive dude. yeah and you can you can be getting your ass beat for four and a half rounds and they can pull that off um whether it be with a ko a submission 
like completely bloody and battered. Like the guy just has the it factor. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he didn't come out on top, but he'll be back, dude. He's going to fight again. Yeah. Damian Maya, um, who also fought on this card, yep. is out of a contract now. I think that was his last fight against Bilal Muhammad. Yep. And he, he straight up came out on Twitter and said, uh, you know, if the UFC would have me back for one last fight, I would be honored to share the, the octagon with Nate Diaz, which is super cool because that just shows you how much respect Damian Maya has for Nate Diaz's jiu-jitsu game. So it, uh, that, would be, that would be cool to see. And, and whatever Nate's next fight is, if it's Connor, whatever, you know, like, dude, he just went five rounds with the number three guy in the welterweight division. Right. Right? Like, like you're, you're, it, w- number three, right? I'm not mistaken there. He's, no, you're right. He's a single. And as, as long as Nate Diaz has been fighting, like, that's impressive, man. You know, a lot of the time when you, when you have that many fights under your belt, it's, it's tough to get past the first, like, two or three rounds with a guy who's number three in the division, right. um, let alone go the distance. So, uh, yeah, that's hats off to Diaz. Congrats to Leon Edwards. Um, yep. Be interesting to see what happens with Edwards. I think he's going to be kind of waiting around for a while. I'm yeah. Being, I'm being honest. I know. I think everybody kind of expe- – I mean, I know I expected him to finish Nate and really earn that Usman title shot, but now it's kind of like, shit, man, I'm sorry, but we need yeah. to – we'd love to see – not that you're not a great performer, but Edwards, I read an article, and I apologize for not pulling the artist but or the author, but, um, you know, Edwards is the slow and steady grind you out with the pace, and mm-hmm. it's not going to end in the first round. It's just going to, overall, it's just going to be one side. Right, right. And so, but, I mean, he doesn't really have a great personality off the, off the, you know, canvas. He's all business. You know, yeah. he's a, he's an unemotional guy, yeah. and that's yeah, not going to earn you a lot of fans. But yeah, it's not it's not like he needs to change. Yeah, no, not at all. I I think honestly, he'll probably end up having to fight the winner of Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. That's a fantastic fight. Yeah, or a fantastic lineup. Yeah, like that. I think that that's got to be the next fight. Otherwise, he's going to wait. He's going to wait until yep. Colby and Kamaru do it. What later this fall? Yeah, September, October, something like that. Maybe did they even, book it? I haven't. I don't know if that's been booked yet. But I mean, the, he would have to wait that long, and then another at least three months, probably four, because I don't see either one of those guys fighting within four months of you know a title fight again, right. defending it that quickly. So it could be shoot, man. It could be close to like almost ten months, you know, before. Leon Edwards fights again unless he takes like a winner of Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson fight. Um, the nicest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. The biggest thing to note the Damian Maya Bilal Muhammad fight is if these stats are correct, Damian Maya threw 21 takedown attempts and only landed one on Bilal. Bilal's wow. a tough dude, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I think he wants. I think he wants a shot at Leon Edwards again, doesn't he? Probably. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably super. And I heard Paul Craig broke Jamal Hill's arm. Is that dislo- dislo- dislocated, dislocated? But it looked like it was. It was nasty. I mean, he had him in this like triangle armbar, like this, yeah. and and then he started like throwing elbows. Oh damn! And the arm was just in there, kind of flopping, and it was like. But I mean, you see it with Tony Ferguson, like people just need to tap, man. Yeah. And and Jesse said it 
says it at the gym, like, losses shouldn't mean as much as they do. Right. Like, live to fight another day. Like, don't yeah. don't go into a war or break your arm or something. Like, the thing about Jamal, Jamal Hill is that, like, 8-1 and one after that fight, like, this is a young, young, fresh record. Like, right. Come on, bud. You're going to be fine. You, yeah. You got along. You got along. And it was his first loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, I've always said it. You learn more from losing than you do from winning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can, you can, you can always man. get better off of win streaks. No, there, there's no question there, but you can only get better. Only get better if you experience a loss. Right. Like, in my opinion. But, um, that obviously goes, you know, just saying you got to, put the effort in to to get better too you can't just assume it's going to be there you know just because it wasn't your night well i'll just do the same thing i think the definition of insanity right is doing something over and over again and expecting it, the same result it is you're 100 different correct. Result, right different result yeah. yeah yeah you do the same thing expecting a different result yeah, yeah. um we've oh. got uh tough season 29 kicked off that's exciting yeah. Should we talk about this real quick? It's on 263. Oh yeah, it was on 263. We should yeah, we should t- we should cover that before we get into the, tough season 29. Perfect. Um, it, yeah, you wanna you wanna tell yeah. us about? Uh, yeah, man. This kid that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, trains at Warrior Camp. Dude, he does. He does, and he was on the Dana White Contender Series, uh, a year or two ago when we went to the. Yeah, the fights. I remember he was there in the crowd, I believe. Mm-hmm. He wasn't fighting that night, but he was there, I think, coaching or something. Something. And he's, I, he, wasn't he on, like, the Team USA wrestling? He, was, he has a wrestling background. He was he offered a scholarship to Notre Dame to wrestle. Oh, that's right. D1 and, and messed it up with some poor decisions like no one else here has ever made those. Right, right. You know, not real bad stuff, but just unfortunate yeah timing we've all been there yeah so anyways um but he was on dan white contender series and he got another shot but he got like a last minute need ko Mm. and lost and um so he's been kind of dancing around the ufc and now he's put together enough wins dana let him step in for late late yeah uh late fight acceptance and this dude fighting um Frivola, Matt. Matt Frivola, yeah. Matt Frivola. Just which goes is, out and starches him. Dude, a one, two. Yeah, just a little. Boom, boom. Right, left. Some people say it was a, only five seconds. Right. But it is the fastest KO in lightweight division history by Mr. Terrence McKinney. Straight out of yours truly, Spokane, Washington. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, and I looked at, I went back and looked at his Sherdog uh, page. Dude, his ring time or octagon time in the last like four or five fights, it's all less than like 60 seconds. He's dropping people, just dropping them. It's insane. Yeah. Exciting stuff ahead for this kid, I think. Oh, yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, it was cool because the other morning, Pablo and Jesse were talking and um, Pablo owns the gym. He's in the corner of all the fighters. Yeah. And he... uh. He was saying it's not that big a deal. Like it's not. It's just a little bit of, a little bit of rehab, and he'll be fine. So whatever. Oh yeah, because he did he celebrate or something like. He didn't celebrate. We all thought he did because the camera didn't show what happened right away. But all he did was he jumped up and like put his arms over the like up onto the cage. Yeah. And then if you read an article about it, he says 
that he realized they would find you if you do any stupid celebrations, like jumping up or on or off it. Yeah. So he just popped back down. Yeah. And he just landed. It's, it's landed like, weird. It's like if you would have jumped over to the cage to high-five your coach. Yeah. And, and then popped down. Popped down, yeah. That's all he did. And just kind of landed funky. Yeah. So, uh, did he break it? No, I don't think so. Nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. So he's, he's, it's just cool to see those kind of things happen. Oh yeah, those, man. Those I mean, I, dude, it's, it's great for, it's great for, um, obviously great for the MMA world, but like another person coming out of Spokane, Washington, like yeah. it almost feels like w- between, between a couple of the gyms here locally, like it's really MMA is on the map for sure. I mean, yeah. obviously Michael, Kiesa, uh, Spokane native, you know, killing it, killing in the, it in, in, the, welterweight. in the welterweight division. Now we, we have guys like, um, Terrence McKinney. Um, I think in the past Cody McKenzie has, uh, fought in the UFC before. Um, and now tough season 29 has two individuals. Two individuals on Tough Season 29 from Spokane. Brady Highstand, who is a Central Valley High School native, young kid. I think he's only like 22 or 23. And, and then a more seasoned veteran, Josh Reddinghouse, is, uh, is fighting on Tough Season 29. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, does, does Josh fight out of Sigjitsu or is he a Warrior Camp guy? Or is it a mix? I know some guys kind of sure. train at both places sometimes. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you're at that level, you probably have to bounce around the gyms yeah, yeah. and get all the, all the primo training. Totally, totally. I know that sometimes, like, um, what is it, Newborn? The new, oh, yeah. Uh, my, my, buddy, my buddy Brad trains at Newborn. Yep, and big one. Th- some, some guys go there for, like, sessions, you know, and it, it's always good to kind of get a cha- good change of pace, different perspective. Like, hey, oh yeah, hey, tr- hey, try this, you know. And then there's a new one out in uh, Post Falls that seems to be blowing up, man. I see it come across my Facebook all the time. Oh, cool, Al- Alpha Jiu Jitsu. Oh, cool. Have you heard of this? Uh-uh. It looks, uh, and they're like, I think they're really kind of targeting like young, younger kids to start like start early. You know, start early. Like we're talking like you know kids under the age of 10 even um nice, which is super dude. cool uh, i like that approach a lot i think they have like a family type like program too to try to get everybody involved that's smart yeah because it really is like it's kind of like everybody's got to be into it right you know? right for sure and, there, and you don't have to like one person could be into it in the family but it it would be amazing if it was a like just the shared thing you know, yeah. if more people did it and everybody got some level of exposure to it, right? Be crazy. Yeah, yeah. So tough season twenty nine's kicked off. Got a couple of guys from Spokane. Yeah, I guess they have to fight each other. Do they? I think not this episode, but the episode that is on the um. Ah, oh, crap! With the next one. Well, I gotta up. imagine they already knew each other. Yeah. Anybody usually that's the case. Um, yeah, you, they're yeah, both yeah, they're both um, bantams, right? It's bantam weights. I think so. Yeah, that'll be interesting because I know Josh has been doing it for a while, and Brady's obviously super young still. So that'll uh, that should be an interesting one to to see. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I'll have to make make it a point to uh, to watch. Tune it. in for that one. Yeah. yeah. Then you were saying upcoming cards. Yeah, dude, good look ahead. My 
favorite fighter happens to be fighting this weekend. Oh, yeah. Korean zombie Chang Sung Jung takes on, remind me how to pronounce it, is it Ige? I think so. Yeah, Dan Ige, who is a tough son of a dude. Yeah, he's... That guy can take a load of damage and continue to fight, so... Yeah, don't sleep on this card. It's Saturday, 4 p.m. This is a... It's a pretty good card. It, it I mean, you got Marlon Vera, amazing. who's got a... He, that guy's got a win over uh, Sh- Sean, Sean O'Malley. O'Malley. That Davy Grant guy, is, he's, he's from England, correct? I, he, oh. I don't know too much about him, but the record seems to be fairly impressive. Yeah, it looks like he's... I think he's English. Yep. Yeah. Older cat. He's like our age. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Good for him, man. Yeah, that's great. I'm kind of interested in that Wellington Terman and Bruno Silva fight. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, on the early prelims, there's a decent fight there, too, that I was looking at. What was it? It's funny. They changed it. Isn't his name Kalen Chaos Williams, but he just goes by Chaos? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm interested in that fight too. Yeah, this Matthew Simmelsberger. Like a up and comer. Or eight and two. All right. I had it on here. Outside of that, like obviously we have two sixty four coming up. That's a huge um huge fight card with the Poirier McGregor. Yep. Um third episode of that. Who are you picking for that? D P all the way, bro. All the way, bro. Yeah. I love it. El Diamante. Give me some of that hot sauce. And it's not, I mean, like, I would not be surprised if Connor won that fight. But I just think that Dustin Poirier has hit his stride, and he's also a very tough son of a bitch. I mean, that, that Dan Hooker fight is pure evidence of that. And hats off to Dan Hooker, too. That was, I mean, he took a beating that night as well. Yep. But, yeah, I just, I kind of... Lean towards Dustin getting it done again somehow. Be interesting oh, yeah. to see if it goes further than it did the first time. Yeah. Usually, what ends up happening is like if Connor doesn't get it done in like the first or second round, it it seems like it's always tougher for him to, you know, win a third or, I know. Fourth or he even gets, a decision. He gets pretty. His he, his steam goes out pretty. He quick. gets gassed a little bit. Yeah. This is a crazy card. Speaking of Sean O'Malley, he's he starts the card off. Yeah, that up. yeah, that'll be a great one. Um, Donna and Yana Kunitskaya. That's okay. So gals, that's a great. Fight. When I was looking earlier this week, and I I texted the group thread, I said, somebody somebody tell me how Ty Tuivasa and Greg Hardy made co-main over Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. So I don't. I, I was literally looking at the same thing, and I don't know if they changed it just this week. Or if it was like a misprint, maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe the mobile version was off or something like that, or they just had it listed wrong. Because I swore the time before that I looked, I was like, "That's the co-main." That, so then I saw like that, that Ty and it. Greg were co-main, and I was like, "And it's no, it's no disrespect to them. They they're worthy of they're no. worthy of a main event fight fight night." Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. They're worthy of a co-main on like a. On a, on like a yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know to be honest. But over I'm over Burns Sean and O'Malley. Thompson, over Burns and Thompson, that's a tough. Call. Actually, dude, honestly, I think other than when it's labeled co-main and main like that, I honestly don't think you can take this order for what it is because Sean O'Malley is definitely not 
behind or before. He's definitely not the first fight on this card. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, just I'm, because of his showmanship? Yeah. It's just, I don't think they would I don't do know that. a ton about Louis Smolka, though. And That's because I, they just threw his ass in there to get <laughs> smoked by freaking Sean. They need him back in the wing column, bro. <laughs> oh, man. That's interesting. I'm always throwing out the freaking fix. What, uh, look at the prelims on that real quick. Yeah, this is uh, July 10th, everyone. So pretty early. Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit, Max Griffin. Nico, Nico Price, Price and Michael Pereira. Pereira. That's a fantastic fight. Uh, That's a fantastic Kevin fight. Lee and Sean undefeated Brady. Dude, this, and I bet you, this Trevin Giles, which I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, we've, I think we've seen him fight. Drake. Dracus du Plessis. Dracus du Plessis. That is probably a banger, too. Probably. And Middleweights, so, always bangers. Oh, dude. oh, dude. Always bangers. So that might go down as the best prelim lineup Dana's ever put together in his life. It's fantastic, dude. Just to go off topic a little bit, super bummer. That Max. was the next thing we were going to talk about in the MMA segment, anyways. Yeah, oh. we had it on here. Holloway Rodriguez, July 17th, but Max just had to pull out because of an injury. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's gone. So they'll probably bump Islam Makachev to that main event. They'll probably give it to him. The return of Misha Tate on that card. Yeah, they still got to fill that card out. Got to mm-hmm. get moving on that because that is July 17th. That's in four weeks. Honestly, that Jeremy Stevens and Matus Gamrot, that'll move to the main. That's a good fight. You're right. You're right. And I don't know enough about everybody else on that mm-hmm. prelim. So, but they'll something will get announced. They'll either um, maybe they'll get Yair another fight. Who would who would he fight though? I this don't know. Question. Well, but it's not that late notice. Like four weeks, I guess for a main event though, it's pretty late notice. Yeah, freaking Zabit. If Zabit wanted to gain a bunch of fans, he would walk in there right now and be like. I'm Let's still do not it. doing five rounds, though. <laughs> just, <laughs> just check. But it, that would be amazing. Yeah. They would. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be a great technical fight. They haven't. Have they fought before, though? I don't think so. Let's check it. Yeah. I feel like that would be an incredible technical fight, but something tells me that maybe they fought, like, early on. Mm. Nope. They haven't. That'd be a great one. That's a great call. Dude, Dan Hooker has beaten... Uh, yeah, you're Rodriguez. So is Andre Feely. Well, no. Oh, excuse me. We're looking at somebody else, right? No, my bad. Yair has already beaten these folks. Hold on. There's no chance. Those guys aren't even in the same weight classes. Hooker's a 55er. And Yair's a 35er, I thought. Correct? No, Yair's feather. So that could have been at 55, maybe. I guess, yeah, it could have. Andre Feely's that. I thought Feely was huge. No, he's been a featherweight, too. Yeah, maybe they met at 55. I could see that. What was this? Or maybe that. Hooker was at 45 at one Let's point. Look that, that would up. be, like, super, super skinny, Dan. He Hooker, beat though. him at unanimous decision. Dude, Hooker fought at featherweight. Wow. That's insane. Back in the day, bro. That's he moved insane. up in 2017. Gosh, you learn something new every day. Every day, bro. That is insane. Wild. Um, well, they'll fill they'll fill out that yeah. they'll fill out that fight night card either way. Big news though, just announced 
UFC 265, Michael Chiesa, Spokane's pride, the pride of Spokane, uh, to face Vincente Luque. UFC 265. Oh, to go. To with the co- co- probably co uh, with uh, and someone Michael's very familiar with, Juliana Pena. That's dope. From uh, also trained at Sig Jitsu. So, that's dope. That's super cool. Maybe we'll get an, one more like Spokane person on that card somehow. So yeah, maybe though. Maybe August seventh. Maybe um, some of these Ultimate Fighter contestants. Potentially, yeah. Isn't that usually what get, happens? They get fight Terrence like, back they, on there. If oh, yeah, or Terrence, maybe that'd be a quick turnaround. Mm. Lots of good stuff right. to look forward to in the MMA world, though, man. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. We haven't even we haven't even talked Bellator stuff. I'm sure there's. Super exciting I know, I stuff guess, coming up there. I guess Joe was telling me, I guess, uh, our boy, my boy, Douglas Lima, freaking lost his belt. Yeah, that was a while ago, though, right? Or is that, re- like, just... No, it just happened. Just on Friday. Oh, really? That's... Gosh. Yeah. I didn't... Maybe I saw something come across my, um... Come across my, uh push notifications on my phone about that. Yeah, the Phenom. That's cool. Hopefully he moves over to the UFC. Amasov. Yaroslav Amasov. Uh, I be- is that, is he trained with, um, Amasov trained with uh, Habib? Oh, he's from the Ukraine. Sambo. Sambo guy. Sambo, huh. dude. Interesting. Well, shoot from one uh, from one segment to the next here. The NBA man playoffs in full effect. Dude, how fun are these playoffs? Oh, uh, it's year? insane. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I I'll be a little honest with you. I I know the Suns are a great team, but I did not expect a sweep. That was oh, impressive, dude. Man. That was killer. That was impressive. They are hot. And you know what sucks? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Um, you know what sucks is. That's momentum, man. And now they, I mean, like I, I think I told you guys, when they won that night, they might, based on like where the Clippers Jazz series was at, they may have not played their next game for like 10 days, which is going to be likely because this Clippers Jazz series is yeah. probably going seven. Probably going seven. Now I I say probably because I, this next game actually is going back to LA, so it's very possible tomorrow that the Clippers, night. yeah, tomorrow night could close it out at home. But we'll see. But dude, but but all of these series are amazing. You have a game six with Philly and Atlanta. Yeah, that's, you have a game uh, seven with Brooklyn and Milwaukee. We just saw that oh, yeah. Brooklyn or Milwaukee uh, saved their saved their behind. Yeah, they I, they they um. Put a twenty spot on him, I think, here tonight, right? Or yeah, you're right. Something about along twenty points. About tw- was it twenty points? It was there. It was close, man. Well, maybe 15, 15 points or something like that. Anyways, it was yeah. That that's exciting that that one's gonna go. Because uh... you saw that first. What was it? Game one was like the obliteration game, mm-hmm. and it. Somebody said on Twitter, it "Was like, man, nobody knows what to do anymore after we watch that game." Like, well, playoffs are ruined. <laughs> they what? The other thing too, I heard was. Uh, if you get if you get uh, if you get beat by fifty in the playoffs, you, it should be worth two, <laughs> two two games. 
And I, you know, I kind of agree with that in a way. Like that's hilarious. Like to avoid, like to force them to play for something at the end. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, we're gonna lose two. Yeah, yeah. That Hawks, that Hawks, uh, Sixers series. I don't think anyone thought the Hawks were gonna like put up the fight that they have. And shit, last night, right? They were down by twenty six, and crazy. The comeback. Sixers just kind of blew it, and that was after Embiid. Um, who's playing injured, right? Like he, yeah. he's he's truly got like a bad knee problem. Probably shouldn't even be playing, but you know, hats off to him for fighting through it. He played real, real well, but I think you know the Sixers can only go as far as he's going to take them. And then you know, even when he's dropping thirty-seven and they they give up twenty-six points to lose, yeah, it doesn't matter, dude. Now it's going to game six in Atlanta. That's kind of scary. Dude. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Dude. Who, it's, it's crazy to think that the Atlanta Hawks might be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Dude. And then what happens if they get, you know? Yeah, I honestly think that they would struggle to win a game against either one of those teams. Yeah. Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Yeah. Whoever wins that, I, I think, would have a very good shot at a potential sweep. Yeah. But, you know, the play it's the playoffs, man. Anything can happen. It's been crazy so far. But really balanced out, all the series are super fun, competitive. Yeah. <clears throat> really that one blowout game. Then everything else has been on the line. Yeah. Is it weird to not see LeBron James in the playoffs yeah. in mid-June? But it's also, you know, LeBron has not, he's the most famous basketball player in the world, but that doesn't mean that he's got, the most fans at the moment, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, people want to see him lose a lot. And yeah, I, I, but so he's, he's also, I think people, to your point though, people want to see him, I think, lose more in the important moments than in the not so important moments. Oh, that's a good point. You know, like, I think that LeBron, like, I, I don't, really have a problem with, with LeBron. Like, I know, like, some people are just really anti-LeBron and just kind of hate on him. Um, I'm kind of indifferent about him. Like, I think he's arguably the, you know, we won't get into the whole Michael LeBron thing, but he's at least the second best basketball player of all time. We know that. At least. Could be the best. Uh, but he's so good for ratings. It, he keeps people watching the NBA playoffs this year. It's a little different because, you know, we're seeing like some teams that maybe with the exception of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, probably that, you know, you're not typically accustomed to seeing down the, in, you know, this far down the road or, yep. you know, down the stretch, like still playing basketball. And they're with guys where it's like, they've got like one, maybe two kind of like superstar players. Then after that, it's like just role players, dude. Like guys yeah. that are just playing great basketball. The Suns are a perfect example, right? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you know, those are the superstar guys. Aiton is Aiton's super important to them. I don't know that he has superstar status around his name yet, but he, like the Suns will tell you, he's probably the most important player to their team, which is kind of crazy to think about. When you've got Chris Paul and Devin Booker on the court, you know. Oh yeah. So that's that's kind of wild. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, to, I guess where I was going with that is just like, the, as far as LeBron goes, I think that if people want to see LeBron lose, they want to see him lose in like the most important. Yep. That gives them, those haters get the more, get more joy out of yep. that. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, whereas for like sure. if he loses early on in the playoffs, people are like, ah, uh, he could, you know, they, the Lakers couldn't, you know, they couldn't cut it this year. And then it's sort of like, it's it's left at that. Yeah. That makes sense. I never really yeah. thought about it like that. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think he's just so good for ratings in the NBA. Like, Doesn't even matter. Yeah. It, you know, it matters more, um, or at least to the people that are haters, like, of him losing in the clutch moments. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, their people have more satisfaction in that. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, it is what it is. Some might call it f***ed up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, yeah. it's a little, but that's dude, that's the way it goes. So who you, uh, who you picking, man? Who I think you... the last episode, I think I was, I picked Brooklyn, and I'm, I'm gonna stick with them. And I thought it was a cheap pick last time. I still think it's kind of cheap, but with all the injuries and stuff, it's pretty balanced now. Yeah, you know, they're lucky they have three mega stars. Oh yeah, but, um, you know, I see, I see some pretty pretty mega stars on all the other teams as well yeah so it's been amazing i I, for the east i must stick with brooklyn and then i don't know i hate this pick but i kind of feel like the clippers are turning it on unless Kawhi. i i guess Kawhi might be down yeah for a bit yeah they're talking about how Kawhi might not play the rest of the series yeah, that's Which, rough. that's that's interesting because if he doesn't play the rest of this series, I mean, where does that leave him in the next one if they advance? Should exactly. They advance? So um, if Phoenix is just waiting there. You yeah. kind of, but yeah. then there's Chris Paul over there. Joseph was telling me he's in the COVID protocols and that's yeah, yeah, he indefinitely. He, he yeah, he went into COVID protocol, which is indefinite. But like, it couldn't have come at a better time because of that whole like, like I said. Hey, they might not play another game for ten days. Yeah, so that's so like that's almost two weeks. He probably he probably will get cleared. He'll probably test every day until and like they they say he's like you know he's clear to the virus or whatever. And what does COVID protocol mean? Is it he was exposed and we don't know if he has it or not, or yeah, is he actually like does he have COVID nineteen and is you know just kind of overcoming it? Because that news came out, I'm almost positive the next day. Almost positive was the next day. It might have been within 36 hours of that. And when he interviewed on that um, post game show, he, I mean, he looked fine. He wasn't like raspy or anything like that. He was excited. Went into the stand. Maybe that was the problem. He went into the stand. I bet that's what it was. They probably put him on COVID protocol because he went into the stands oh. and gave his mom and dad a hug and his brother. And, and they were like, damn it, Paul, yeah. you crossed the line. But here's what's interesting, man. You're picking Brooklyn. Uh, and I think you're probably leaning towards the Clippers or like. Uh, I think the Suns are going to get to represent the West All right. in the NBA Finals. And I think that you are, you're probably right. It will be against Brooklyn. And I think it's going to come down to a little bit of the Steve Nash, Nash curse. Now, what does that mean? Oh, God. Up for interpretation. <laughs> Couldn't get it done when he was in Phoenix. Now he's a coach for Brooklyn. Can he get it done oh, as a coach? No. And guess who, guess who 
ends up winning the NBA Finals, the Phoenix Suns. I hope not. Bold prediction. You heard it here first, folks, on making the cut with Corbin Trev. I have this feeling that there might be a little bit of curse around that. Or it could be flipped the other way. Steve Nash, you know. Escape the Suns curse. Escape the Suns curse um, and ends up winning a title with, uh, as a coach with Brooklyn. So. Interesting. I, you're probably right, though. I was. I'm thinking you're right. Phoenix on the West. Yeah. They just they, they got they all just the rest. Fi- right they're now. firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Dude. It's and, crazy and how they're not really hit by injuries, are they? And you know that scumbag Jordan Melnack. Yeah. He really likes. He really likes the Valley Boys. He's a big. He's a big fan of those Valley Boys. Yep. Um. He's 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 been enjoying the Suns this year. For sure. Speaking of which, before I forget, uh, tomorrow night. My wife and I are actually going to go try out that new barbecue place Ooh. that's like a block or two away from that scumbag Jordan Malinax place. Oh. You, know, you, know, you know where he lives, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Gosh. Scumbag Lane, bro. <laughs> scumbag Lane. I think it's like, what is the name of that, that road? Gosh. We should know this by now. I mean, we turn right on it every foreseeably like every other weekend i mean it's on apple way so it's like it's tough to, like what his is one of those goofy little neighborhood cross streets where there's a bunch of legal streets but they're so small yeah like just like your like turnarounds and cul-de-sacs well yeah and, like in here in your neighborhood there's like yeah. four streets in here and there's like three houses per street <laughs> what's happening <laughs> we're in one cul-de-sac yeah yeah i get it there's some more playoffs Oh yeah, from one playoff uh, playoff uh, sport to the other, it's NHL playoffs. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, folks. There's nothing quite like playoff hockey. God damn, it's so much fun to watch. Even when there's teams that you just like, I fucking hate that team, but these teams just want to kick each other's ass, and uh, it's just so fun. It's so fast paced, and the announcers are so into it, so much more than any other sport. Like, if you can imagine putting hockey announcers and how they announce the excitement of the ongoings on the ice in a baseball game, it'd be, it'd be a fucking, the eighth wonder of the world. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. That being said, we're down to four teams. For Lord Stanley's Cup. Lord Stanley. Uh, Las Vegas and Montreal and New York and Tampa Bay. Uh, not the New York Rangers, the New York Islanders. Um, I believe the, uh, the series is uh, 2-1 for t- with Tampa Bay and the Islanders right now. They lead the, yeah, they lead the series 2-1. Next game is actually in New York. So going back to New York. Uh, the Islanders stole game one, which was important down there in Tampa Bay. So that'll be interesting to see how that kind of shakes everything out. Vegas-Montreal series is tied 1-1. And um, that's going back to Montreal. So Montreal also stole a game in Vegas. They kind of got housed, like, first game. Vegas just went out there and powdered them. But they played well the other last night. They And... Honestly, Vegas probably should have won that game with how well they played at the end of like 
the second period and then all of the third period. But Montreal's shutdown defense and what Shea Weber brought to the table last night, <sighs> insane. That's dope. Yeah, insane, man. Like, like they, they killed off penalties. It was it was just lockdown defense, and and they were up three one going into, yeah, three. I think the score was three one going into the third. So they had a two goal lead, but that's like that. That's kind of like the like even in even in soccer, like two goal leads are the most dangerous. You, you get a little too comfortable yeah right like and when you, you get, get a little one, too comfortable, comfortable you get yeah exactly it's you really have to put it out of reach by being up by three you know like that's that's yeah. a that's a but two is doable i mean there could be 10 minutes left in the game and you still have a chance of tying it to take it to ot so yeah man it um vegas seems determined though i, I will say this they were down two nothing to Colorado and rattled off four in a row to just end the series. There was like, F- this, no chance in hell. Uh, this is our turn. Um, I think they really, I mean, you know, they went to the Stanley Cup the very first year that they were in the, the league. And so, and that was back in what, 2017? Gotcha. Like so I think that, I think that they're on a mission and they want to, they want to get there and get it done, man. And, and they, cool. they, they're playing like they should. So it'd be interesting to, to see on the other side of it i mean tampa bay are they're the defending stanley cup champs won it in the bubble last year i believe which was in canada or played in canada i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if they returned i mean they got a lot of great players on that team but it you know there's a lot of hockey to be played left and with the islanders stealing a game in tampa bay to start off the series I could see this one going seven. I could also see the Vegas Montreal series going seven. So, so lots of fun hockey left. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, but it's man. about to close out. I mean, they're about to select. Yeah, we've got probably. Final. Yeah, we've we've probably got. I mean, well, it's crazy to think. I mean, we'll probably be probably be seeing Stanley Cup final stuff in July. Into July, I would think. Yeah, I mean that. What what. Yeah, in the next week, unless things sure, drastically they're... turn for both of these both of these uh, series, where like you know Tampa Bay wins four one or Vegas wins four one, then things might start a little earlier. But even then, like the Stanley Cup isn't usually known to people don't teams don't get swept usually in those. Uh, you know, that's the most. For all the marbles, of course. So right, but I think we, I think we'll probably see some. It says no games scheduled right now, but but eventually, yeah, they'll it they figure out where they're playing and who's playing in them. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, well, moving right along, staying on the hockey subject. Uh, we are just thirty-four days away from the. NHL expansion draft. Unleash the fucking Kraken, man. I am so stoked to have another Seattle sports team in the state of Washington. Uh, or Seattle sports team to root for from the state of Washington, I should say. Rules are the same as the expansion draft in 2017 when the Vegas Knights became part of the league. We're just a little over a month away from it. So Seattle is going to get to select one player from each team. 
with the exception of Vegas. So Vegas doesn't mm. have to um, give up a player. And uh, fun fact, they, Seattle actually has to choose a minimum of 20 players from all of those teams under contract for the 2021-2022 regular season. And those with an aggregate expansion draft value that is between 60 to 100% of the prior season's upper limit of the salary cap. Yeah, that's kind of a mouthful. But um, if you want to read up on it, the NHL uh, website has a ton of great like commentary on how it all works. I think ultimately it ends up being like 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies ideally is like what they would select. Okay. That being said, there's going to be free agents too, so they don't necessarily have to go about it that way, to, to, to the best of my knowledge. You know, they can sort of decide. But again, Vegas in 2017 was able to basically draft a team of players from all these other teams and go to this and put together a Stanley Cup run with it. So, so that's my question. Is it just the team's salary cap is what it is? So the GM and them, they're going to work on that to fit their stars cor- where they can. Correct. Yeah. And what those other teams do is they protect certain players and then they have a certain amount of players that they unprotect. I believe it's six to seven players that are unprotected per team. Uh, so those teams have to decide, okay, that guy's going to be like that much of a salary cap hit to us. Do we not protect him and hope that like, you know, if they decide to take him, they can take him, but they're taking that contract, right? So they have to be mindful of that as well. Like, does that fit into their salary cap? Like, plans do they value that guy you know the way that the current team does because a lot of the time there's going to be certain circumstances there's a couple of them that i've already read up on where there's guys that are super they're good players but you know they command like a nine million dollar contract well we can't afford that next year right we're rebuilding or we have we have this pick in the draft or we believe that this player can achieve that those same you know, statistics or production levels for us at half the price. And that's who this player is. So they're, you know, shopping in free agency or via trade, like whatever it might be. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I think it's fantastic. I I would love to see a little more of that incorporated into other professionals. Gotcha. Shake things up. It would shake things up a little more. Well, have you heard so, uh, a little off subject? Ted Lasso. Have you seen that at all? Uh, I've only seen the original commercials, the NBC Sports commercials. I haven't watched the series uh, yet. I love that character, though. I'm a big, big Jason Sudeikis fan. Uh, and I need to watch it, but I don't have Apple TV. I'll get you my login then, or something. Okay. But it is great, and it's funny. They have a comment because he's coaching a. The premise is he goes to the Premier League, right, and he's got right. a bottom of the he's barrel. He's a former like football coach, Co- right? college football college coach. coach. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious, and he's a super lovable guy. But the soccer players were explaining relegation to him, and they're like, "Wait, what happens to the bad teams in the states?" And he's like, "Oh, they just finish out the season, and play all their games that don't matter, and then yeah. go back." And they're like, "That makes no sense." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know. It'd be weird to put like some sort of like, I mean, you can't do this. This would be impossible, but some sort of like timeline, like your franchise yeah, is up for sale. Like it might not sell, 
but you know what I mean? But like, we're going to, you know, you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, but I, I guess it just can't work like that. Yeah. But you're saying it not necessarily like move a franchise, but like, okay, this team is the last team. They've mm-hmm. got to, they've got to hit reset or something like that. And all of the teams got to. Yeah. I mean, really, I think it only kind of works this way if there's, if, the leagues are planning to expand, which gotcha. I don't see the NFL expanding anytime no, soon. MLB, I think that I think that there's talks about that potentially. Like I know that there's been talks about a potential like Portland team. Wow. Um, I believe the city of Portland like approved a um, stadium to be built like very close to like the river, um, oh. in, near somewhat near downtown Portland. Don't quote me on that, but that's just what I had, I'd heard through the grapevine. And I don't know if that means, will it be like a brand new expansion team? No, they've talked about that as an option. They've also talked about like uh, a re- it being a relocation. Yeah. Because um, I know the, the Oakland A's, you know. Oh, wow. They have, yeah. Well, the Oakland A's have been talking about moving for years. Like it's just kind oh, of okay. Okay. coming into, they don't have a stadium that can really support things mm. anymore it's kind of run down and old and needs to be rebuilt and the city of oakland doesn't want to well like there's no more for oakland teams right like you don't have the raiders you don't have well the technically technically golden state is still considered like an oakland original team they but just now they, they, they now the, yeah the arena sits on the san francisco pier now yeah but it was oracle used to be right next to the uh coliseum mm, okay where the a's play okay so yeah, there's been talk that the A's could potentially move to like Portland, um, Vegas, obviously with yep, the Raiders moving that. to Vegas, like that would kind of make sense. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I think it only kind of works from an expansion standpoint. Although they could figure, they could probably figure out, you know. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Like, are you taking away integrity of like? what teams and organizations work so hard to do, you know? Yeah, you're not allowed to just blow it up. Like, can we ju- could we just blow up the Patriots? Right. Over Belichick the- would yeah, go on a yeah. freaking, like, yeah. rampage. He'd just retire. He'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. I've made my money and won my Super Bowls. Dude, um, freaking Belichick. Yeah. Speaking of old Belly, his old ex-QB just made the Madden cover with Pat Mahomes. Oh, Tom Brady? Yep. They put two of them on there. Yep. Has it has it been two two superstars as of lately, or is it usually just no, one? No, the last one was the Paul Amalu and Larry Fitzgerald. That's right. What was that, like 2008? Something like that, yeah. Maybe even longer than that. When did... When did they... Oh, that, it, it might it might have been earlier than that, man. To be honest with you, that's been a long time. Yeah. Before I forget, staying on the subject of hockey, and we'll we'll look the the NFL Madden cover stuff up here in a second. Um. Uh, the expansion draft is in thirty four days. Okay. And then two days later is the actual NHL entry draft. So that's where players that are in college or in the minor leagues are drafted onto. Um, professional NHL professional hockey teams. So Seattle holds the number two pick in the NHL entry draft. 
And it's likely that they'll either select Matty Beneers or Owen Power with one of those two picks. I'm kind of hoping that uh, they select Beneers. He okay. just kind of seems like he's got a lot of, does everything well from what I've read. Owen Power is, I think, most people are saying that what they believe is his, like his ceiling is maybe a little higher. Gotcha. Whereas Beneers might already be just like molded. Like, does everything real well. He's a great two-way player, defensive, offensive. Um, pro-ready. Yeah, he's, he, he's, I think he's pro-ready. And interestingly enough, they, they both played at the University of Michigan together. So they're teammates, oh, wow. and they're going to probably go one, two. So. That's badass. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Speaking of young fellas, uh, La, LaMelo Ball won Rookie of the Year. Did he really? Yeah. Good for him. The NBA. Who was in contention besides uh, him? It was some dude on the Timberwolves. I can't remember off the top of my head. I should know. Oh, well, that was, um, was it the kid from Duke or Kentucky? Yeah, where's Am I wrong there? I know who it is, but I'm just spacing on his name. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Oh, no, he's not even... Was Anthony Edwards... He was from... Um, did he play at Georgia? Yeah. Got that one right. Nice. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So it was between him and Ball and LaMelo won it. Good for him. Yeah, man. I bet um, Papa Ball is... Loving it. Thrilled. Yeah. That's my prize. Give my, give my, give my son a hundred million dollar contract. Hell yeah! So I can take my manager cut. God damn it! <laughs> All right, more playoffs, dude. Except dude. this time it's in the turn, the form of a tournament and that was this. supposed to be played last year, but due to COVID nineteen restrictions, Euro Cup has been moved to the summer of twenty twenty one. Group play is uh, st- has started. Um, so we're off and running. So they obviously play in groups uh, in a point system. Um, rewarded three points for a win, one for a draw, zero points for a loss, and basically the t- top two teams of group out of the groups of four. So there's like Group A, Group B, Group C, Group D. Um, the top two teams move on to the next round. Wow. So, um, dude, when they break down all the structure and everything in in football. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. It just sounds, and it it just you it, called it football. I, I love did. that. That's incredible. I'm trying to Good do that you. more Good often. Football, football, football. So they, it just sounds like hell. Yeah, that's the way you should do it. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like the groups, yeah, and having the points, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you got to win the game still, but you know, it's not just the game. It's kind, of, it's a plan. Yeah, right. You're playing into like the elimination rounds. Yes. Right, and, and that's so you you so have a chance. Line, you get three dude. games to prove yourself. Yeah, three strikes, you're out, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So simple. Yeah, very very simple and clean. Unfortunately, sometimes that you know the way it all works out from a point system is is that you know you lose you lose match one and you lose match two and you're pretty much guaranteed F. that you're you're yeah you're done. Um, so you gotta you gotta have a good showing in those first two matches. You know, if you take a point, you're still kind of in it, you know, so to speak, because then it comes down to like goal differential, 
that type of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a little messy. There. It's a little messy, but early observations, man. Um, I don't think I'm really surprised here, but Italy looks in top form. They've got a great mix of young talent and, and trusty veterans. Um, they've, they, they played lights out um, in, their, in their matches so far and already have six points. They've already won, I think, two matches. So Wow. They're in good. Uh, they're in. They're in a good spot. There's a kind of a group of death. Um, I I think it's Portugal, Germany, France, and I believe it's Hungary. That's the fourth team in that group. And it's crazy to think that of Portugal, Germany, and France, one of those teams will not move on. Um, that's kind of wild to me because those are perennial, what I would call powerhouses when it comes to World Cup, Euro Cup. Um, Germany has struggled as of late uh, in these these tournaments. They didn't have a good showing at World Cup a few years ago. So, um, and they, I believe they lost to France in their first match uh, of group play. So, they have a little bit of work to do, and they still have to play Portugal. Uh, so they they kind of almost have to beat Portugal, and then obviously you know take care of business against. I think it's Hungary. I have to double check that, but uh, might be on Sunday, Saturday. Germany plays Portugal on Saturday. That'll be fantastic. So then that probably means they play on Tuesday again, uh, or Wednesday. Yeah, Hungary and Germany. Yeah, so Germany needs to at least take a point with Portugal, and and defeat Hungary by probably like. A score of four nil or something like that to really, st- so they either need to win or draw, and then have to win. Big game Saturday, then, huh? Yeah, that match on Saturday with Portugal and Germany will be a an important Ooh, one. Ooh, that's an interesting time. Set a reminder for that. Yeah, they're. I mean, because they're in Europe, so everything's eight, eight or nine or ten hours ahead. So yeah, first match is usually at six a.m. most mornings. I've been pretty much throwing it on in the background while I'm doing work each day. Nice. It's been kind of a nice nice morning uh yep. morning jog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mental jog. Mental jog. Yeah. So uh, uh, Belgium looks solid. They've played well. Okay. Uh they knocked off Denmark. Um I think they well, I think they trounced. I believe it was was it Russia in one of the first matches of the the uh Go back a couple days from there. Yeah, I believe it was Sunday, maybe, or the day it was. No, it was on Saturday. That was the. I think they were the first. Yeah, they beat Russia real well, three nothing. So they're in. They're in good form. They've already got six points. Uh, and I think that they have enough depth to go deep in this tournament. Gotcha. So selfishly, I'm pulling for Wales. Yep. My grandfather was born in Wales. Uh, in a township called Trevor. Yep. I think I've told people before. Uh, no, I, this is, I like the story. Podcast before. So that's how I got my name. It's my dad's middle name. And uh, there's a township in Wales called Trevor. So uh, my Welsh heritage is kicking in and I'm pulling for Wales. And they've actually played well so far. Their next match is against... They already have four points because they they knocked off Turkey. Um. And they took a point in a draw, I believe, early on. 
So now they play um, Italy in their final match, which should be interesting because I believe uh, because Italy beat Switzerland, I don't think that it really matters uh, if they win or lose against um, Italy. It's probably just more of like uh, seeding, you know, hey, we can win the group if we beat them. Um, if we lose, we're still in. Nice. I believe I'd have to. That's a to good go back spot and look, to be in yeah. for them. So, um, yeah, but we'll see how that uh, that shapes up. But yeah, Euro Cups underway. We also have Copa America, which is the uh, South American version of like Euro Cup that's played every oh, four years. It, it alternates every four years. Euro Cups every four years, but they're two years apart from each other. So there's always kind of this two-year worldly soccer tournament going on that is huge for, you know, all the all the countries that have great it's, soccer backgrounds. Well, it's just crazy how much soccer is going on all the Football. time. Football. Football is going on all the freaking time. I yeah. Mean, these dudes yeah. are in a tournament the entire season. Yeah, there's, very, uh, the there's a very, very short window for, like, when they're not playing. It's typically between July and August and it's short and they because still got to stay in shape you, yeah same. I mean because you got club soccer and then you have country duty too right some guys get to a point in their careers too where they're just like I'm just going to play club soccer from here on out you know it's too much you know you get to an age too where like maybe your services from a country standpoint are just not sought after as much right um, we, you know we have guys if and it's sort of like hey we are you willing to be a phone call away if we, you know, are going through like we have a bunch of guys that are injured and we still need you, you know, like it, part of that has to do with like managerial stuff too. Like some guys are just like if they don't prefer the manager that's currently representing the country, they just might say, hey, you know, we don't interesting. We don't see eye to eye, and yeah, it's it's you know, it's a little bit of a political thing too. Um, Dude, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, but it it does go on year round pretty much. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really stop. They play a lot of a lot of soccer, and it's crazy to think about it. On average, those guys run like twelve miles a game. Dude, match. so think about how many matches you play in. That's just matches. That's not talking about training sessions. No, no, all your all you your know, staying in shape during the two months. That dude, you didn't you have, have to off. be in the best shape in the world to play that? Sport, oh, dude. it's insane! It's insane. You have to be the most endurance. You are like peak homo sapiens, dude. Like oh, yeah. Endurance yeah. machine. Yeah. Chase down the deer until the deer is tired. Murder deer. <laughs> Eat deer. As exactly. football players, bro. Exactly. Just give them a spear. Yeah, Copa America's underway, too. Messi. Gosh, he's still king, dude. I just saw him hit this free still? kick. Yeah. Dude, How he old hit, is this dude? He, he, dude, he's getting up there, but he hit this free kick in their first match against Chile and it was just beautiful like they always are. He's only 33. I'm talking shit. He's younger well, than Well, dude, me. he star I mean, he was playing prof- I want to say he made his debut at like 18 maybe something. You're like right. That. You're right. I don't know. He's been doing it for a while now. 17. Man. 17, yeah. Crazy. 
he won his first balloon at age 22. He won the Ballon d'Or, which is given to like it's the best soccer player in the world at age 22. Then winning Wild. four consecutive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the first it, guy to do that. It's it's silly, man. I mean, Diego Maradona is a live. Well, he's he's since passed. I think he actually passed last year. You know, he was probably the most um, iconic Argentine uh, soccer player legend of all, like all time. Uh, but Messi will have probably trumped that by so much when we go back in history and kind of like look at it. That not to take anything away from Maradona because Mar- Maradona is one of the best soccer players of all time, but Messi is arguably already there and may go down as like the best ever. And his um, nickname's The Fleet. Because <laughs> he's tiny, dude. Yeah. And he moves around like fast like one, man. And he's always, I guess it's funny, like he's annoying to other teams. Maybe yeah. he's bugging them. Yeah. Obviously, Argentina and then Brazil are probably the favorites to win Copa America. But Paraguay and Uruguay have some good young talent. I'm interested to see some of these matches over the next week or two and how they shape out. I, I, I have this... Just this weird feeling that I think that one of Brazil or Argentina will get to the final, depending on how like the rest of the tournament shakes out and how teams are seated and all of that. But I have this feeling that like Paraguay or Uruguay might be there in the final somehow. Mm. Colombia and Chile have good good squads as well. You never count out like a an Ecuador, I guess. Ecuador has some better teams than they have had in the past so we'll see man it's kind of crazy yeah so much so much like playoff tournament stuff going on right now it's it's fun it's a fun time to be talking and like watching sports oh yeah and there's and we're not even touching all the golf and tennis that's going on right now yeah you know i just saw that uh naomi Naomi osaka withdrew from wimbledon i guess that was well because she withdrew from the French Open yep. for like mental health purposes. I think is yeah. what she stated. But this sounds like she just wants to spend some time with uh, family and friends. Yeah, and prep with the Olympics. Yeah, and then the, the she did say that she will play in, in the Olympic uh, in the Olympics and represent the country in the Olympics. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah represent Japan. And you know, I, I guess I can't fault her. Maybe that kind of just runs up too close to one another. It might be, you know maybe a little too much to kind of handle in such a short period of time. Yeah. Those are arguably the two biggest stages for tennis. Yeah. I mean, well, like the Olympics. Oh, oh yeah. But then when Wimbledon like rubbing up right next to it, you know, like it might just be a little too much to, to it wasn't there, especially if she was taking some time off to just kind of, you know, get mentally straight. So wasn't there some, Stuff with like the media where she was kind of like giving them the finger as well. Yeah, I believe so. I think so. Crazy right. stuff, man. Oh yeah, it's been a it's been a a good episode. Absolutely, a lot of content, a lot of a lot of good stuff to talk about. Get excited about. Um, shoot, I think we're we're all the way to walk offs, man. We've we're got, ready. We're, we're down to our last last segment. The coolest segment we've ever come up with. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you got, man? What do you got for the first one? Oh, so... I, what is this? Yeah, is this? so the Nations Cup was a new tournament oh, okay. that the United States 
soccer men's soccer team just won here a couple weeks ago. Oh wow! And um, their starting goalkeeper uh, got injured in that match and had to be replaced by a backup goalkeeper. That injuries to goalkeepers don't happen too often. Okay. Um, so it was kind of a a rarity. And uh, my first walk off of this episode, episode twenty two, blood, sweat, and cheers. Uh, goes out to uh, uh, our shout out goes out to Ethan Horvath, the uh, the goalkeeper who seemingly won the um, the match for the United States. Uh, Mexico was awarded a penalty late in the match. Their storied captain Andres Guardado stepped up, who's a surefire like shooter. Right, no, should be no no reason why he doesn't just bury it, and Horvath just stones him, dude. It was incredible, and he had so many great saves prior to that, but like saves a penalty to basically keep the lead in the United States, you know. And Pulisic, Pulisic scored in that match, so I got to give a lot of a lot of credit to Pulisic for putting the United States ahead, but Ethan Horvath. Man, sick performance. Uh, that's what we call a walk-off. That's game. what, dude. That's killer. Stepping in. Yeah, stepping in. Uh, another walk-off. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo in the very first match of uh, of uh, Portugal's Euro Cup uh, scores two goals to become the all-time leading scorer in European uh, European Cup history. Uh, with 11 goals. So uh, the guy just, you know, he's one of the best in the world, if not the best. Doesn't stop from with Messi. the amazement. Does it, yeah. And he buries a couple goals um, and breaks another record. What a beast. Yeah. That's a walk-off, kid. <clears throat> I love it. And my last one, before we get to yours, is uh, Brandon Assassin Baby Moreno. The lowest seed in Ultimate Fighter Season 24. In 2018, Brandon Moreno was cut from the USC, UFC. And you flash forward to 2021, after blood, sweat, and tears, he has become the first Mexican-born UFC champion in history. Um, and just a fantastic uh, addition to Mexican combat sports history. So... That's uh that's that's my final walk off. Uh Brandon totally deserved. Uh excited to see what the future holds for you, brother, because um you you've you've definitely earned it. Yeah. That was that performance was from from putting on one of the best fights ever anybody's ever seen to then coming back and taking the belt. That's freaking choking on another black belt. Dude. Yeah. That was killer. And um ours it shouldn't be my mine shouldn't be any real surprise. Yeah, Terrence, yeah. Terrence McKenna, he, you know, he's a guy that trains out at Warrior Camp. I learned jujitsu. Uh, right, changed my life. Um, and he steps in late notice and literally delivers a two punch combo to end someone's life. <laughs> and it's it doesn't. I mean, they they barely even had tap gloves. It's almost like he was checking the distance. Yeah. And the left hand landed on the two, and it's just bang, bang. boom, boom, ground and pound, fight over. Yeah, it, you, you, it was one of those fights where 
I was with, it was actually with Joseph and it was at Chris's house. So Chris is, Chris is the person who got me into jujitsu. He right. rolls at a very high level. And uh, we were like talking and we're getting ready for the fight to start. And then, you know, when the fight starts, you kind of like set your drink down to then look. It was like that moment. And then you look up and like someone's on the ground. Oh my God, it's the other dude. Oh my God, the fight's over. And so it's yeah. just, yeah. you barely even got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So it was fast, man. I, I watched the replay and I was just like, wow, that was yeah. quick. Ima- now imagine that live. You wouldn't even have seen it. Yeah. You know? Fastest you KO in right lightweight away. history. That was, yeah. I mean, um, if you think about it, it's up there with like the Masvidal Askren knockout. That Dude. was like five seconds. It yeah. is it, two seconds longer. Some people say too, like I was reading like the threads that like it was maybe five or six if you really like, yeah, because the, the ref, I mean, he jumped in quickly enough, but like it was all—it was probably already over. Like he didn't even need to hit him. Like while he's on the ground, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, he'd already kind of curled up, and so, Jeez. yeah, that's a walk-off kid, Terrence McKinney, dude. That's insane. Uh, congratulations to him, and you know, another guy putting Spokane MMA on the map. Oh yeah, and and it's just crazy to see see those 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 stories, those late notice acceptance. Yeah. To victory. And he, dude, I, I read his backstory too afterwards. He's come a long way, man. He he definitely overcame a lot in his life from like a personal standpoint. So yeah, it's it. And he talked to, he talked about it in the article that I read. Um, you know, just he's just trying to be like a living example that anything's possible. Mm-hmm. So that's that's super cool to see. Yep, great motivation for young uh, young kids trying to get in the world of MMA. Oh yeah, it, anybody's anybody's got a shot. Just you keep training. Yeah, you keep training. Well, dude, this is great to get back together. This is a jam-packed episode. For, I know, man. We there we rallied longer, through but... it pretty quickly too. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah, I know we spent a good portion of the the first portion of it talking MMA, but that's usually the case. Yeah, it's gonna be the speed, and we'll we'll keep mixing it up as as the events go. But I mean, it's it's. It's tough to be a uh, uh, fully versed on all the events. Yeah, it, you gotta you gotta pick your battles, right? You do, and I, and I think one of the goals of this show is to is to give folks a summary of the sports world if they don't have the time yeah themselves. yeah totally, and they just want a different perspective or they just want to learn something new, and then maybe they can get into it. Themselves yeah, to, to absolutely. More later. We try to try to mix things up, talk about things. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting sports to get into. Walk-off segment is usually, like, you know, something where we can cover, like, stuff that, you know, we don't cover golf often or tennis or, like, yes. certain sports. Shoot, man, who knows? Maybe one of these days we'll be adding, like, a... Yeah. Hats off to the world champion cornholers from uh, <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, well, all the kids. Timmy and Tommy Timmons. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you all can picture what those two brothers look like in your head right now, um, dude. Yeah, they got some funky games coming. All the kids these days are playing the spike ball. Oh yeah, that. spike ball has become huge. Man. Yeah, everybody talks about it if they're under thirty. It's yeah, hilarious. yeah, it's like um, Clash of Clans, right? <laughs> <laughs> Or just mobile gaming in general. Yeah. What's that? Um, what's that uh, competitive drone league? Oh, I don't know, but that's pretty wild. They show that. And shit on you ESPN know the military's sometime. just like, let's watch these boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going <laughs> to be our next fighter pilots. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, let's give them a swarm of six. Yeah. See what they can do. 
course, I got to believe that like those kids probably, you know, as talented as they are, they're probably sitting at home smoking weed and just, oh, God. just flying, flying, flying shit as fast as they can. Because the lights are off. All you can see is a fucking light flying around. You gotcha. Can't, you know, like, so it might be pretty easy. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe they're all nerds and they don't do drugs at all, but. Yeah, yeah, they're programming their own drones and stuff. So like, <laughs> I can't do drugs, bro. I will miss. I have to take the week me. off, guys. I have to take the week you off. You guys are such losers. Can you please have a goal? Can you can you do something? Oh man. Yeah. 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 All right. That's a that's a wrap, folks. Check us out on uh, Instagram, uh, and Twitter at Making Cuts. It's been real. Yeah. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. We'll look forward to uh, catching up with you here on the next episode. Probably coming to you uh, in July. I'm thinking maybe post-International Fight Week. That's a great, yeah, that's a great time. We could catch up after the Connor card. We'll capitalize yeah, on we'll all that. Yeah, we'll kind of recap that. And, um, recap, at that yeah. point, I believe, gosh, we'll be pretty close to Olympics, I believe. The Olympics, yeah. are they in August? Cool. I can't remember. Close out. I know a lot of the, like, Olympic trial stuff is going on right now. So I got to imagine it starts in July. Yep. July 23rd, 23rd to Sunday, August 8th. So that'll be perfect. We'll recap yeah. it. It'll, we'll talk some Olympic stuff on that episode. Some, there's probably some combat sports Olympic stuff that we could oh, wow. probably, I would think, talk about. Maybe boxing. Is wrestling in a summer Olympic sport? I believe. Yeah. I think wrestling. It is. Man. Tokyo. Jiu-jitsu is not an Olympic sport, correct? I don't think so. Bushido? Karate. Karate. Man, we could probably look, just look up a list of all the summer, know, summer, summer um, ones that they, they maybe don't even get any airtime. Or you got to watch them at like all hours of the night just to like... Canoeing. See stuff. Field hockey, aquatic. Skateboarding. That's exciting, yep, man. That's cool. BMX, racing, freestyle, volleyball, archery. Big fan of the equestrian. Water polo is pretty dope. Big fan of the horse. <laughs> equestrian. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. Big fan of the equestrian. Shooting. That's pretty awesome. Yep. The, uh, what's the, um, I think it's a winter sport one where you like snowshoe and then you shoot. Oh, and then you... no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of wild. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> they're cross-country skiing and they're shooting snowshoe as fast as you can and then hit this clay target from there you'll <laughs> is it is it from no, from there know. you'll seek the key that finds the uh... <laughs> yeah. are you shoot, are you the key the maker find the key maker <laughs> exchange four jewels for, for 10 mana <laughs> i'm going like magic magic cards on you here right the biathlon that's what i it's knew that's what the biathlon yeah gosh I, I was thinking like some sort of athlon i didn't know that the biathlon because you know what a triathlon is right yeah swim run and yeah it's and a fucking bad idea but, but it's a bad idea iron man that's how you kill yourself <laughs> but a biathlon you would think is just like running and and biking if a right. triathlon yeah. is running biking, running and swimming so the biathlon is on like snowshoes and, and, and rifle shooting. Rifle shooting. God, they really didn't think that one through, did they? No, no, you have to like steady your your We need to submit scheme. a letter to the Olympic Committee about a renaming. 
Like we from making the cut. Um, I think it's just we should name it badass motherfuckery. Yeah, just like this would be Sean Connery in a James Bond film in the seventies. Yeah. Or sixties. Yeah. You know, some James Bond. Seeing and shooting. Yeah, just uh, the 007 event. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Once you've once you've made it to gate two, you you can now take the snowmobile to gate three. Beware of helicopter following you, shooting a uh, fifty yeah. cat. <laughs> Dude, freaking <A> fifty cal. <laughs> oh man, we're just going down a road. Yeah, we get, now, but we, we gotta get, we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll guys, it it's all, been bro. real. Thanks for tuning in, making the cut with Corbin Trev, episode twenty two, blood, sweat, and cheers. Uh, here's one last cheers for the night, cheers. buddy. I'll chug the rest of my IPA. And boom, we're out of here. Thank you, guys. Peace. Cheers.